Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful friends. Welcome. This is podcast 19. Wow. 19. Wow. We've gotten here quickly. We have. Or it seems like it. It sure has. It's been so much fun spending this time with our beautiful listeners. Yeah. And we're so honored to share this space with you. And with each other, of course. And with each other. (laughs) It's really been an eye-opening and learning experience as we go through these podcasts. It's like drawing us so much closer ourselves to God. So today's title is the most important question to ask yourself. And there's a lot of questions in this world. There sure is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of questions. But this, we believe, is one of the most important questions that you want to ask yourself if you want to grow your relationship with God. Yes. I think it's important to question and to ponder Yes, and so I think, um, should we go ahead and just blurt out this question right at the beginning? Sometimes we hold this these little nuggets till later, but should we Yes. go ahead and ask the question and just start just off? Just say it. We're just gonna, say it, Mom. We're going to start off our topic right now. Are you ready, people? This is the question you need to ask yourself, okay? Are you trying to please other people? Are you a people pleaser? Whose opinion do Whose opinion are you valuing over God's? Right. Are you pleasing people or are you pleasing God? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough question. It really is a tough question because, okay, if I, when I was asked that, if I was, when I was asked that, my initial question was like, no, absolutely not. I have pretty solid boundaries. I like to keep myself safe. Yeah. But as I dig a little bit deeper, it's like, yikes. If I really look at what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for or who I'm doing it to please or where I'm looking for, like, appreciation. And validation. Yes, yes, validation. I, I would say that I don't look for that, but actually probably everything that I do is looking for some sort it's of... It's probably more subconscious than conscious for you. Yes, it is. So it, it's a tricky question. So it's like, you know what? A lot of the time, I am trying to please people around me, mm-hmm. and it really varies with who they are. It can be friends. It can be family. It can be, uh, it can be co-workers. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What's your initial reaction to this question? Well, I want to think that I'd say no, but like you said, if you dig deeper, which I don't have to dig very deep, (laughs) I feel like people-pleasing comes a little more naturally to me. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's more something that I think about consciously than unconsciously, 
I don't know. Right. And, you know, that's not necessarily... Like, that's your... It's just, it's like, hum- it's nature for me. It's like your motivator. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, are you, are you, do people like you? I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, that's common for everybody, but I think particularly for your teens, I'm just going to let you know that for your age, you're in a tough spot right now. Because yeah. your age, um, as a teen and a young adult, you're craving to fit yeah. in. So you... Which is that why I'm so happy that I have my faith, too, because I can start at a young age, redirecting my energy and my time to pleasing God and valuing what God says instead of what other people say, because it's going to fill me up a lot more instead of, or it's going to complete me instead of letting me down when trying to please people. Right. And that's why it's so important to ask this question, because guess what? If you really focus on God, it's like, what would you say if this is the statement true? This is what I have found to be true. If I really focus on God, that anxiety piece kind of melts away. If I'm not trying to get my validation through others, then I'm not hurt so much. Yeah, I I find that to be true as well because God knows you. He sees everything that you do and he loves you anyway. So when you're giving your all to God and even if you mess up, he's still going to love you and he's still going to help you and want to push you to be your best absolutely it's like it it doesn't change anything with god no matter how bad we mess up if we believe in him and trust in him and have faith he's not going to change his love for us no he's never going to change his love for us he's always going to be waiting for us to come to him yeah whether we do or not and honestly you can't find that in this world anywhere no people are so fickle Ugh. Like, you can't please anybody these days. No, they change They're their minds. They're always changing. And I can say, just like with kids and, uh, and family Do members. not call me out. No, no. <laughs> and husbands, no. it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, I try. You don't know, as mom, us moms really want to please our children. We really do. And so well, we know. as a child, we really want to please our parents, too. <laughs> it's back. Okay, so it, co- it comes and goes, right? And so, I, you know, that's true. Because you're trying to please me sometimes because you're thinking this is how I'm going to think. And then yeah. I think differently. And then I'm trying to please you and doing these things that I that you liked, but you've changed and you don't like them anymore. So yeah. Yours is more of like a, oh, yeah, this happened in the past, so I assume that. But mine is like a, oh, I'm going to assume what mom says and then right. act because of what I think you're going to do or say. And because that was your experience and that's not uncommon, It's that's why it's so important to kind of be present in the moment. Yeah. So that you're not reacting to the past. And that that's difficult to do. But getting back to the most important question, are you pleasing God? Uh, you you know what? You want to get rid of your bad days. You can get <laughs> yeah. rid of your bad days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about this. Uh, how, how much of your bad days is controlled by emotion? I would say like 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. I mean, if you can really understand the concept and how deeply this, how deeply important this question really is, is that you can get rid of those bad days because you get up in the morning and you're doing something and, you know, your husband doesn't do what you want, your partner's not doing what you want, or they say something that really hurts your feelings. It's like, I can be in a great mood and someone says something. And just takes you. It's like, boom. 
it can yeah. kind of just blow up your day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I feel that. yeah, sometimes you don't, aren't even consciously aware necessarily, but all of a sudden you feel tired. Yeah. Your energy kind of goes. And, you know, sometimes I find myself kind of almost stuck in this subdued space. And I'm like, why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. I woke up like all happy and energetic and fresh. But if I go back and I start looking at some of the things that have happened, it's like somebody's maybe said something that hit a trigger point or, uh, you know, it hurt me in some way or made me feel abandoned or not good enough or hit one of those core wounds that we kind of all have. Basically, it's not not good enough. Yeah. Being abandoned, not liked, not valued. Yeah. But, like, that's all assumption on what someone has done to you or said to you and that's how you're interpreting it interpreting it when someone is mad at you and you interpret it or you internalize that it's a way of almost wanting to please them again so they're like you're on the same terms and your relationship is okay like yeah, or I think what you said maybe just a little bit earlier, I don't know if it was if we recorded that or not, but when you said like you're uh, you're kind of insinuating what they're meaning. Yeah. So you can You're take, trying to assume what they are thinking, saying, doing, and you internalize that as your own fault. Right. And you create this story around it yeah. about how they didn't appreciate it or you're worthless or you have this Mm -hmm. whole story scripted and this is very common i think with husbands and wives particularly especially as the longer you've been together where it's like because you think you know them you think you know right very good we've been around for so long yeah you know them really well well you did this this and this and it's because of this this and this and this and And it means this this and this and it means that right and then it's like my husband be like that's nothing of what I am thinking. And that has that's not why I did that. And yeah. he'll do the same to me. It's like, well, you said this or you sounded mad even. And I'm like, well, I really wasn't mad. It's like, yeah. so because you sounded mad, then he puts all these different things attached to it. And then he's mad. I'm like, but I wasn't mad. But now I am mad. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like all of this, this assumption, this trying to assume what people are thinking and doing is a way of pleasing them so then you can resolve that conflict or you can get their appreciation their validation right so that you can serve them you can please them you can not have any confrontation yeah you, you want to fix that confrontation if there is any right and so if you're really pleasing god however then your identity is in Christ. Yeah. You're not going to be assuming what other people think. You're not going to assume what their actions or what their words mean. And like, obviously as humans, that's kind of what we're taught. It's ingrained in us because that helps us survive. Yes. But it can also be dangerous to script stories because then you're seeing the world from like someone else. You're trying to see the world from someone else's perspective, which is like hard because you're not them and you can't assume exactly what they're thinking you will never be right on exactly what they're thinking yeah no matter how much you think that you are because you're not in their mind and you don't know what they're thinking exactly. and so you can't change them you can't change other people and i think ultimately that's a lot of times what we're trying to do and so if your identity is in christ and you are pleasing god then you are loving god with your whole heart mind and strength 
And then you're loving your neighbor yeah. as yourself. And so if you put those two together, then that is your identity. And you can go into your day and you can say and be who you are. And it doesn't matter how anybody responds to you. People can get upset. You can say, correct them, but you don't have to let them. Your emotions don't have to follow their emotions. Your emotions don't have to react to their emotions. Mm -hmm. Which is like the really cliche thing is like, oh yeah, like you can only control how you react. But it's true. Like you can only react or you can only control what you do. Correct. You can never control what other people are going to do. Right. So you always have a choice. You can react, which typically is very emotional, or you can respond, which is just an action. Yeah. It may have some emotion to it, but you're in control of it. Mm-hmm. When you react, you're typically not in control of your emotion. Yeah. So who here wants to be in that space that you are not being controlled by emotions? I would say I would. That'd be really great. I would. I'm raising my hand up high for all to see. Okay. You can't see, but I'm raising it anyways. You can raise yours. It's like, yes. So that's why this question is the most important question. You can be controlled by your emotions or you can control your emotions. Yeah. You can worship and praise God and keep your focus on him and of love, or you can get dragged down by all the muck in our society yeah and so the biggest part of discovering this really is trying to figure out do you really please god or do you please people i think yeah because i think there's some people that really genuinely follow god and want and and only value his opinion so it's like trying to discover that Yeah. yeah Yep, so there are people who do that, and so it might not be a problem for you, and if that's you, that is awesome. Congratulations. Pray for us. (laughs) Yes, pray for us all. Yes. But we have a question. Yeah, so we actually have two questions, and the first one is, are you stuck running around trying to please people and doing what everyone expects of you? And so this one I can relate to a lot. For a long time, I wasn't, I know, I'm not the kind of person to necessarily run around and do a whole bunch of things. I mean, right now, I'm more busy just with She's senior, a senior year. senior, everybody. Graduated <laughs> high school. Woohoo! We haven't said that already. So, I have been doing a lot more stuff. There's prom coming up, graduation. I, just school stuff is going on and it's pretty busy. But aside from that, I was... When I was younger, I would try to please people. I would just, I would do things to make people like me, which sounds like pretty common, you know, but if friends were doing something, I would want to do it. And, you know, it's almost like peer pressure, right? So if someone was like, you should do this, Jaina, I'd be like, okay. And yeah, I would do it and I would feel cool in that moment or whatever, but I would either be tired or I realized later, oh, that was really disrespectful, and I shouldn't have done that. So, you know, it's or, not always the greatest thing to just do what everyone wants you to do, because that's not always the... The right thing to do. It, it's yeah. not what your soul wants. I think sometimes when we do that, we can get really crabby. And sometimes we don't know why we get really crabby, For but sure. afterwards, it's like all of a sudden, I'm just kind of crabby yeah and I think as a mom 
trying to please everybody, I think that comes naturally with the position of being a mom. Yeah. I mean, we have everybody. I mean, if you can keep peace in the household and make everybody happy, which is what we really want to do, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, no. But I, in a, and I, I have worked really hard. I can say that I've worked really hard on creating those boundaries and not people pleasing because even though originally I would have said that maybe I don't do that when I look deep it's like I do yeah almost everything I do I'm thinking in my head all sorts of things and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and is this person's going to like it and how are they going to respond I think it's almost human nature like we discussed so Mm -hmm. it can be a hard habit because we're like we're almost created to judge our surroundings around us so then we can survive and thrive and Live right, life. and create less conflict. I yeah. mean, hey, a lot of people are trying to create less conflict, so mm-hmm. that seems like the easiest path. But then what happens is you create greater conflict because you're not addressing issues, typically, exactly. in, a, in a family setting anyway. So, so then it just kind of backfires. Or even know? in a friend setting. I mean, I've had friends that... They're, oh, my goodness, yes. That don't yes. say what they want to do. And, like, we're doing... I had this one college roommate, and we played this song all the time. I loved it. I played it over and over and over, and someone's like... Mind you, this is after months. You know, really? Does she not hates like that song. song. She doesn't want to listen to that song ever again. And like, no, she doesn't. She's never told me. And I'm like, I ask her, and she's like, yes. You know, it's like she's never said anything. Just need to talk to people. And yeah, the truth met. comes out. She hated that song. Yeah. It's like just tell me. It didn't really matter. You know, I would have stopped if someone told me. But I've been on both ends of that situation. Yeah. So, but we have a number two question. So are you stuck running around trying to please everybody? So you just kind of go, 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 running mm-hmm. with the flow. You don't really ever have an opinion, yeah. I would say, is kind of You're what just kind of like for. everyone's dog. Best... Like, you know? Oh, oh boy. Okay, well. <laughs> I was going to say everybody's best buddy. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I guess that too. But I guess a dog is a best really, buddy. We if won't... you're really running around and just doing everything that everyone wants you to do, you kind of are kind of like a the dog you know puppy dog it's Come everybody's on, best go. buddy they, they kind of pants and just follow along yeah. if you got a good best buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you got if you have one who's trying to please you you want a dog who's trying to please you mm-hmm. you don't want a dog with a mind of their own no <laughs> we kind of have a dog who has a mind of their own yeah he's, he's a handful <laughs> sometimes a little shih tzu he's yeah. a cutie pie all right, but we have number two. So if you find yourself with that, there's like two questions you want to ask yourself. And number two is, do you feel exhausted? Are you often frustrated? Do you often feel resentment uh, in life and toward people? Yeah. And as a mom, I, get, I can re- really relate to this because we have so many responsibilities that we have to do. We have school and we have kids and often we have work and we have husbands and we have friends and we have family and Everybody wants a little piece of something. Yeah. (laughs) And so I have been where I'm completely exhausted, Exhausted. totally frustrated, and very resentful for having to do the things that I have to do in my life. And so, I mean, honestly, it's those emotions and those feelings that have made me really look within and to see where my boundaries were, number one, and then see, is this really for God? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really where my soul is calling me to be? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if it's not, then, you know, you don't have to be rude or mean, but you have a right to say no. Yeah, you do, for sure. Yeah, so how is number two for you? Well, I just, 
I get exhausted when I do too much. And, you know, that kind of goes back to me being more of an introvert. Like, I love people and being around people, but I just get exhausted if I do too much. And then that can lead to me being easily frustrated oh, yeah. with oh, things. Yeah. And then I would say, I probably have some resentment. Like, I, I, if you go out all out for someone or something and they don't, like, appreciate that or, all, like, you know, you when you give something to someone so much and they don't reciprocate anything back, it doesn't feel like you're in a relationship. You just you kind of resent me against that person. It's like you're pouring so much into them and then they like don't do anything back. <laughs> right. And sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with it. Sometimes it's just the quantity of things yeah. and people. And you're just like, oh, I wish I'd, I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Because it's like one summer, it's like somebody wanted me to take pictures for their wedding. And it's like, I don't take pictures for weddings, but I do have a camera. I did work at a camera store. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And then I had a friend, a best friend, whose husband was dying of cancer and in hospice. So I was very busy with her and helping her. And then we were going on our first two-week road trip ever. And we make all our food and we were camping and I was packing for that. And then I quit my job at the same time after 25 years. And then I had a friend who had a party and wanted me to help out with that and spend like a day there. And it's just like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did it. But it's like I got to the point of there was just so much resentment and frustration. Mm -hmm. And it's not part of the resentment was that I wanted to do these things to help these people. But I physically was hitting my limits big yeah. time. There were a lot of limits sure. that I hit that I nearly lost my mind, right, and got really frustrated and really angry at different points just because that stress level was so high. And so that's where it becomes really important. It's like, okay, <clears throat> how can you best serve God in those certain situations? It seems like serving all these people is yeah. a good thing. But is that really serving God? Is that really serving your soul? Mm -hmm. I mean, God is your soul. We are made in the image of God. And so if it's not feeling you, giving you joy and peace, it probably isn't. Yeah. And so that kind of goes to, you know, if you're doing stuff that's, you're just kind of doing it out of, like, necessity. Almost. Or routine. Yeah. Or pattern. Or kind of automatic. You're not really, you're almost, you're, you're serving people. You're pleasing people and... God tells us to have no other gods before him. Yes, absolutely. And to not idolize anything else. Yeah. I guess, what does your identity in Christ, what does it look like? Yeah. Because we, we've taken a look at what pleasing people looks like. And now, how do we move into an identity that is consumed by Christ? Yes, I think that's a good way to bring that. And I think ultimately, number one, is that when we have our identity in Christ, we're honestly going to feel that inner peace. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have that joy yeah. within ourselves. Just kind of daily, it surfaces when you can really connect with God. Mm -hmm. Because your identity is in Him. It's not in everything that's going on around you, which can be a lot of stuff. And a lot of it can be kind of scary and fearful. Yeah. Or just not good. Or... Some of it can be wild and fun, but then again, peace isn't necessarily found in that either. Mm -hmm. When you're focusing on finding your identity in Christ, the reason you're doing it 
is because it helps define who you are. Yeah. We are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So that is first and foremost. Yeah. We can connect to God because we he defines who we are. Mm-hmm. Because we are him. He is us. And we're not going to get let down either. No. God loves us infin- infinitely. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> and so, and when we have this identity then in Christ, then we can help determine our boundaries. Boundaries are so important because the frustration and exhaustion we're talking about, when we have boundaries, that prevents those things. Yes, absolutely. So other people don't get to tell us what to do, mm-hmm. actually, when we have our identity in Christ. We are not people-pleasing. We are not... We are to love people as ourselves, but we have to love ourselves first, and we have to put God first. Yeah, and that means building boundaries. And when you have boundaries, you're going to find a lot more peace and joy from doing the things that you are doing instead of over-exhausting yourself and resenting the things that you do. Yeah, and that, that is really key in staying focused on your identity in Christ. And when you do stay focused... Uh, what you receive is God's perfect love. Yes. God's love is perfect. You don't need <laughs> anyone else's approval. And just like we talked about, that guarantee of a good day, it's like if you stay focused in Christ yeah. and you have faith you are, in him. You are going to have a good day. <laughs> you're going to have a good day. Um, crap can happen. You could dance in the rain then. But you can shift out of it in gratitude. Yeah. And look for the blessings that he is giving you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Mom, this is a little bit different. We usually start off with our Bible verses. We do. But we're kind of ending with our Bible verses because we wanted to let you guys know kind of the premise of the topic. And then these Bible verses are really good application to what you might be going through and what God tells us to do when we're struggling with people pleasing. Yes. So we're going to send you off with a powerhouse of of equipped of God's words. Words. <laughs> that made any sense. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's a powerhouse. Just Guys, it's Monday, okay? Like, right? just... <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm going to read the first one. Matthew 22, 37, 40. And it says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Boom. Boom. He tells us straight up, straight right up. Right there. So. You shall love the God, Lord God with all your heart. And he, well, he tells us in like the Ten Commandments, you shall have no other gods before us. But loving God with all your heart means trying to strive to please him like above all else right that is defining your identity in christ right there loving god with your whole heart your soul and your mind Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then guess what the beautiful part is because that just leads right into family because then it says the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself yeah so then i can serve god and flow into my family which is most important to me yeah and so they go hand in hand they go hand in hand and other people may have different things, music or other things, but still, you can use that to serve others and yes. keep your identity solid as long as God is first. Mm-hmm. And so then we're moving on. Jane has got a second one. Yes. Okay, so the second one is one that's been just, it's been like in my face. This verse has been in my face and this message has been up in my jazz and I think it's just amazing. 
And it says, it comes from Colossians, is Colossians 3.17, and it says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I think this is really beautiful because a lot of the times when we're people-pleasing, we're just running around exhausted, and we don't really have a definite purpose of what we're doing. But when we are doing things for God, He, we have that purpose. We have a purpose to give everything to the kingdom. Yes. And we feel so much more fulfilled and we can find genuine joy in everything that we do. And that is a keeper. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That is a keeper. That is where joy exists. It exists in this verse. If you can understand this verse, everything you do, do it in the name of God. And that's keeping your identity in Jesus and not yeah. people pleasing. And so an area that I know a lot of moms and people in general struggle with is, um, feeding themselves three times a day uh yeah <laughs> it can be overwhelming especially if you have a family and it's like you got breakfast you got lunch you got dinner but you're working you have all these things to do and then we eat kind of healthy whole food so um we don't pop no boxes and no microwaves <laughs> <laughs> we don't pop no boxes and no microwaves <laughs> we, we don't we try not to anyways because we are the temple of god and we want to nourish it right with god's yes. food <laughs> but honestly I mean, this was tough for me because I kind of like to cook. But, you know, when you're so busy and stressed out, who, who likes to cook? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, especially in our younger years. Like uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so, but a way really was a mind shift that I got over this. It's like, what a blessing. God designed us, first of all, to eat three times a day. So who am I to complain question about that, that. also food is delicious so. food is delicious and food is celebration right mm -hmm. it's a celebration of life it's like we have food we can eat food i can make food i can make fantastic tasting mm -hmm. food get it and so it is basically it's an gift. honor right uh -huh. and it's serving it's taking care of the temple of god our bodies are the temple of god and do it in the name of Lord Jesus and give thanks and yeah. nourish our bodies and our souls through awesome tasting food. The shift alone has really taken that burden and made cooking far more joyful for me. Yeah. It's really been an anchor in our family, I think. Yeah. I mean, I was working out the other day and it was, I do not like running on a treadmill for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> like that is just not my jam. I know some it's people so do. It's scary. But it takes forever. Like, I'll do 30 minutes, and it feels like I'm in there for three hours. But I was listening to worship music, and I was just praising God. And it went by in, like, 15. Whoa. It was crazy. It was the coolest thing. She it was just, the coolest experience. She just trots along, barely breaking a sweat. I was very sweaty. I was also wearing, like, a sweatshirt. Don't do that. But, yeah, so everything you do, do for God because it's going to bring you so much Cleaning so the much house? Joy. Absolutely. Turn on uh, the music, sing praises. Yeah, you know, I actually like folding laundry and cleaning the house. I don't I don't have enough time. I kind of do, too. That's like, I can just put on worship music, and it's a, it's a blast. It's good. It's good. So we have one more. This is Proverbs, Proverbs <laughs> 3, 5 through 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Hey, this is a good one. This is a good one because we want in this physical world to have everything make sense and to understand everything. Mm -hmm. But and that's just like, it's, it's un, 
what am I trying to say? Like, it's unreachable. Yes. And the older I get, the old saying comes true, which when I was younger, I did probably think it was silly sounding, but Mm -hmm. it's like the more I know, the more you discover, the less you know. Yeah. And so... Um, I don't know, you might have to reach a certain place, at least for me, I had to reach a certain place of knowledge yeah. before I really... No, I'm just knowledgeable in all things. Understood yeah. that. No, it's good. But, yeah, so we don't know everything. Uh, no. God is, he is, he is a, a spirit and omnipresent presence all around us, everywhere, available to everyone. So yeah. how can we in our physical mind try to interpret that in any way? It's like, we don't have to. The beauty no. of it is we don't have we don't, to. So yeah. that's what this verse is, that we can have identity in Christ and not have to be able to explain everything. Yeah. Or question people or wonder why, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it happened. And right. just trust God. <laughs> right. That's it. The very first word in this mm-hmm. in this verse is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And lean not on your own understanding. And if we acknowledge him in all ways, and this is really what I've done, and we've been so stuck, I've been so stuck in my life, literally, where even the experts don't know what to do. But I've followed Christ, I've prayed, and kept praying, and he did. Even when it didn't look like it, he's made our pastorates. He's led Mm. us to so many beautiful things. He has. I love it. He has. And so, the most important question is to ask yourself if you're pleasing people or if you're pleasing God. And it can be really hard to shift out of pleasing people because it, it seems like it's human nature to do it. Mm-hmm, it really but does. when you when you shift out of it and you focus your your energy and your validation and your value onto God and you find your identity in Christ, you're gonna be so much more joyful and you're gonna find that peace because you're not striving to to fill a void or to find validation and in, in a shifting world. Absolutely, and then you can shift easier into serving those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, out of, like, right. genuine love. Right, yeah. and not overextending yourself. For real skis. All right, so I think, Janet, did you want to close us out? Yes, I would love prayer? to. So if you would love to join me in prayer, I please would. do so. Amen. <laughs> Dear God, thank you so much for bringing all of our beautiful listeners here today. God, we thank you for this beautiful day it is a little bit cloudy, but, you know, we're, we're getting some warmer weather. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's <laughs> still 47, there. but we're getting there. <laughs> yes. I pray that we are just able to trust you with all that you have given us. God, I pray that we are also able to do everything for you. When we open our eyes to identify ourselves in you, that we Amen. find so much more joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And God, I pray that... You just bring your awareness to us even more Mm -hmm. that whenever we're doing anything or whatever we're talking to people, that we're able to see your creation in front of us, Mm -hmm. that we are able to acknowledge that you are the ultimate God and to have something, someone so big and grand and amazing as you that who loves us, that is such a cool thing and that we should, because of that, we don't have to put our identity in other people. We don't have to put our identity Mm-mm. in things no way. or accomplishments. That we mm-hmm. can put our identity in an indescribable God that loves us so much. Mm-hmm. I pray all of these things in your name. 
and we love you and we praise you forever amen amen that was beautiful i really love that <laughs> so thank you for joining us today we're really honored to share this space with you and we look forward to seeing you in two weeks in two weeks so in faith and love we're signing out jana and kelly bye bye Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and And comment. Yep. And you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye.